episode 118, Ryan Lee. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. Really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha, and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up on another knot, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tinyurl.com forward slash awaken your alpha. Get to the podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Right, guys. Good morning. We have a brilliant one here. We have Ryan Lee on the line, and this has been a long-awaited one for me. When I first come up with the Awaken Your Alpha idea for a podcast, Ryan Lee was one of the, the few names on the list at the start that I wanted to get in the bag to confirm. And he confirmed straight away before this was even anything, just when it was just an idea. So I want to thank him for that firstly. Um, but more about him. He is a serial entrepreneur. Um, he's a borderline obsession with entrepreneurship. And <laughs> it's his life mission to help as many people as he can and to live a better life. Ryan first started his website back in 1999. And obviously that was well when it was very early days of the internet. He was working full-time at Children's Hospital, Rehab Hospital, and site was to promote his sideline personal training business. His original background was sort of in personal training, and then he went on to help a lot of trainers and people in the fitness world. This one site grew into a massive empire spanning multiple markets, which now generates seven figures per month of income in everything from health and nutrition to software and membership sites. Okay, he's the author of two books, The Millionaire Workout and Passion to Profits, both on my shelf. <laughs> live sale events have become legendary and that's how I crossed his path, including the Continuity Summit and Dotcom Expo. And then if you want to go even further back, the Ryan Lee Boot Camps. It contributed to the New York, to New York Times bestselling series, The Worst Case Scenario Business Survival Guide. Been featured in dozens of books, including Moonlighting on the Internet, Masters of Marketing, Attention, This Book Will Make You Money, and The Phenomenal Movie. Okay, I mean, this list goes on and on. He's featured on the front page of Wall Street Journal, the cover of Millionaire Blueprints magazine and dozens of other major magazines, TV, all over the place. He lives in New Canaan, Connecticut with his wife, Janet, and their four young children. Just his bio, is, he's done so much. I mean, firstly, <laughs> Ryan, it's a very silly question, but are you ready to awaken your Alfred this afternoon? I am ready. I'm sorry, it was just breaking up a little bit, but I, I can let you keep going on and on about my bio. That is awesome. Uh, no, we're <laughs> we're going to have fun. Enough about me. Let's just dive right in and have some fun, Adam. Perfect. Yeah, again, I don't want to talk too much. I just wanted to put across whenever I've had a, a time in my life when there's been a pivotal moment for me, you've been in the mix somewhere. So <laughs> when I, in 2008, <laughs> is when I went to the first, I literally had my, um, I was an athlete pretty much solidly up to then. I didn't, I was focused on my own training. And that was when I had my, uh, my accident where I sort of couldn't compete anymore. And it was at that stage when I was lying there with a, a knee like a coconut that I was, I was aware of your stuff. And then I thought, right, stuff it. I'm going to come over to a Ryan Lee boot camp. And that was the first event of any type I'd ever been to. And that was from that. That's where I met uh, Brian Grasso was speaking at that one. Got on to work with him quite a bit and I'm on his board of directors for his MPI. And then again, with this podcast, 
it was a training through you and John Lee Dumas. So I just want to, you know, thank you for all your work. And I've always been following your progress. When I think you kind of, that's it, you've made it, you just keep going up a level in <laughs> quality. So cheers for that, mate. <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, look, that's what this is about, right? The, sh the show, it's about, you know, the awakening, this, this kind of drive inside you and finding what you're really good at, what you're passionate about and just going with it. You know, a lot of times we fight this resistance that, and a lot of people talk about, you know, you got to find out what your weakness is and you strengthen it. And I say that's both. You find <laughs> out what your strengths are and you just freaking attack and you just, you just go with it and be the best. So I love creating and innovating and helping a lot of entrepreneurs. And it's, this to me is, it's like breathing. So I, yeah. I love it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely blessed to be able to do this and share it. No, I completely agree. Yeah, you're you're a you're a machine. This comes very well. It comes naturally to you now. I'm, I'm obviously you had to work yeah. with it originally. Can you tell us a little bit more about? We we know where you're originally from. Sort of the area you live in now, or yeah, I'm from uh, a, a suburb of New York City. It was mm -hmm. it was uh, called New City. Believe it or not, New City, New York. <laughs> uh, it was you know it was a, it was a nice little suburb. I had a very nice middle class life. I you know I almost feel. It's weird because you hear so many people who, who talk, especially in like the personal development world, they have this story of, you know, I was poor and I was living in my car and I was, you know, homeless and, and yeah. then I got hit by a train. I mean, all this stuff. And my, my story is pretty average, pretty boring. I mean, I, I was really blessed. I had two amazing parents, um, very, very supportive, you know just a regular guy, no crazy story, but I always had this drive about entrepreneurship. So when I graduated college, um, though, I got a job working at a children's rehab hospital doing fitness and sports training, adapted aquatics. I did everything with the kids. It was a lot of fun, yeah. uh, but I, I still had that entrepreneurial bug. And on the side, I created a personal training company and started training other athletes. And that's where it really the, the idea started. I started getting into this like the late nineties and I started having success in my personal training company because I understood about leverage. I started doing multi, multi, uh, small group sessions, you know, training two, three athletes yeah. at a time. Um, I was doing 30 minute sessions where no one did that. So I started teaching other trainers and yeah, that's kind of, that's my story. But th what I don't, what a lot of people don't know is my first business, I was 12 years old and I was selling baseball cards and I even <laughs> took out space. I even took out space ads in magazines. I just found one the other day. I was going through an old box of stuff, and it was my, my first day in 1985. <clears throat> you know, buying and selling baseball cards. I would type out the price list on my computer. It was the greatest business model. So it was a really nice profit uh, model. But um, <laughs> yeah, now here I am, having fun teaching. Uh, I guess the difference between me and a lot of guys who teach "quote unquote" internet marketing yeah. is that I started in the health and fitness world and sports training, and I didn't actually. Start teaching how to make money online until years and years later yeah and it's still this this is like fun for me teaching this stuff we just touched on there about where you progressed and what if you had to describe your area of mastery because with the serial entrepreneur i mean i've been looking for all your stuff and i'm aware of all, what you've been doing for years but it is hard to sort of pigeon it hold it down as to what is your area of mastery apart from you know continuity income you've been known right. as the king of continuity and uh, mm -hmm. you love your recurring revenue and it you know, making money online and you help just such a diverse range of businesses. It probably comes down to simplifying 
income creation. Um, yes. Really cutting through all the bull, all the hype, all of the, the guys who try to say, oh, you got to do these advanced funnels and 85 steps and upsells, down, all this stuff, and just eliminating all that stuff and just getting your thing out there, getting yes. a product, a program, a service, and just getting it out there to the market and doing it fast. I'm, I'm talking like in a matter of hours. Yeah. And not procrastinating, you know, getting, eliminating all the excuses, el eliminating their perfectionism uh, and just getting it out there. I mean, I, and, you know, the, the past, I'd say past year um, in terms of more of an internal focus with, with the, the marketing component is seeing what really works and what I've seen working. It's so funny. It's like what's old is new. It's going back to the email list. And, you know, for years, everyone is like, social media, social media, you got to get your likes, you got to get your Twitter followings. But, and that's just all fine and good. But the reality is that I still make almost all of my income through email marketing. And yeah. the people I know who are most successful are the same way. Uh, th there's one company I know, they do about 130 million a year in revenue. And you look at their Facebook page, and they have like, you know, 15, 16,000 likes. So if you didn't know, if you looked at their Facebook page, you'd be like, oh, 15,000, oh, they, they suck. Um, yeah. <laughs> And you have no idea because they're an email marketing company. And it really was shocking when I, I did a coaching call with a client. He's in the fitness market. Yeah. He has like 150,000 likes. And this was at least a year and a half ago. I said, wow, so every time you, you do an update, you must get tons of sales. He's like, not at all. He's like, it's so unresponsive. And then mm -hmm. Facebook has changed the algorithm. And even if you have 200,000 fans, you could barely even reach them unless you start paying for it. So, you know. I, to me, it's still going back to the email marketing, the relationship building, um, and just getting stuff out there fast. So that, that's kind of been my thing. I don't even know if I answered the question. I just keep rambling on and on. <laughs> no, that's fine. I completely agree with what you're saying because through doing all these interviews, through interviewing like 100, 120 plus entrepreneurs now, and so you really know their story and you know the, the details of what they're up to. Oh, they, they've probably got a big like social media following and like you just said, and it's completely up and down. Someone could be making... They're literally hundreds of million and then you go on their social media and they're just like, yeah, they, they obviously, they're, they're not that bold about it because it's not a big revenue. Cause they, could care, Cause they could care less. That's yeah. not where their focus is. Their focus is on the list building and the back end marketing. Okay. Well, we mentioned around that time when you was, you start, you was working in the rehab hospital and you started to leverage your time and help other trainers. I mean, was there ever a moment when it, you started to awaken yourself when you, cause obviously you're doing things part time whilst you're, you know, work in the rehab hospital. Yeah. When did it start to change, obviously? And you, you know, yeah, and that's a great question. I, I mean, at the, it's funny, like the, one of the first days of working at the children's hospital, I'll never forget this because, you know, I, I get out of, I graduate college, you know, I've, I'm ready to, to tackle the world. Um, and I never thought about the money. It was never about the money. It still isn't about the money. To me, money is just kind of keeping score. But it was never about – if you would have said to me back in like 94, you're going to make – I never would have believed you. I would have thought if I could scrape together 100000 a year with all my income sources, I'd be golden. Yeah. Uh, so it was maybe the, I don't know, the third or fourth week of working in the children's hospital. There was one of my coworkers. He was um, – I don't know, maybe 45 at the time. So I was in the same position. I, I came in at the same position. We were colleagues. We were, you know, he wasn't my supervisor. We were the same. So I was this 21-year-old. He was like 45. He had like three kids. And uh, he lived, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes away. And he, it took him like two hours to get there because he took the bus. And I said, well, let's, let's call him Joe yeah. just to protect it. I said, so Joe, why are, you, you know, why are you taking the bus? He's like, well, my car broke down. I'm like, well, why don't, how come you don't fix it? He's like, well, I don't have the money to fix my car. And at that moment... I'm like, wow, man, if I'm in my forties and have kids, 
you know, I don't want to be in a position where I can't even fix my car. So at that moment, I could keep this job. I love the job. I love working with the kids. But let me think of ways I could start creating revenue on the side yeah. to supplement it. Um, and from that day on, I was like on a mission to start creating extra revenue. And this was, forget, this was 94. So the internet was like barely starting. Yeah. So that wasn't even in my head. My idea was to create a print newsletter. Um, I was, I still am. I love, love movies. So I would go to this place called Tower Records, which used to be this big movie and DVD sh CDs. Um, and there was a newsletter there called like the Laserdisc Review. And I, want, I started modeling that. I bought a book about how to create newsletters. So that was my idea to set up this publishing company. I got into the personal training and I started making more money doing that. And, and that's how this kind of kept steamrolled. And I spent every single day off um, at the bookstore, at the library, and on courses. So I just learned marketing. I studied old school direct marketing. I studied new yeah. stuff. Um, back then, in internet marketing, there were guys like Corey Rudel, who passed away actually like 10 years ago, Declan Dunn, Mark Joyner, who I've become friends with. I co-authored that book. Like, it's just amazing how things have happened. But I really studied that stuff. And I worked my butt off. I used to, I mean, my, here was my schedule, Adam. I would, talk, I would wake up at, I don't even know what time, five o'clock in the morning. I would train a client every morning or a few times a week, uh, he, and he was an, an older guy, but I would train, and you know, it was like general fitness personal training. I'd go to his house, train him. Then I'd drive over a, my 35-minute commute over the Tappan Zee Bridge, work all day at the Children's Hospital. Then I would train one or two athletes. I would go to their house, or I would do, um, I would go to the ice skating rink. I started up a whole off-ice conditioning program. I would do that for a couple hours, and then at night, I would go to, I put myself through graduate school to get a master's in exercise uh, science. Cool. So I wouldn't get home till who knows when. Yeah. And then the next day, it would be the same thing. So I hustled and hustled and hustled. Uh, I worked my butt off. And even at the hospital during lunch, I would go, I would drive, it was a bookstore so I, and, a, um, and a library and I would work there. And I, I, I kept every time I could. And it's funny because when I would sack and have lunch, there would be, I'd work with, I'd have some colleagues and they would just complain and bitch. Yeah, and I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, yeah. And I just couldn't wait. I'm like, I don't, I can't live like this. So I just surround myself with all that stuff. And, and that was it. I was just off to the races and I loved it. And, and even my friends would, would tease me at the hospital, like, you're going to be a millionaire one day. I'm like, you know, we'll see. I, said, <laughs> I just kind of got it. And I, I didn't, I didn't stop. Um, yeah. So that was it. Absolutely. Quality. I mean, there's been so many, I'd be interested to hear this really, because there's been so many p things you've done where other people could come in and say, oh, this is one of your highlights of your career, or this has got to be the pinnacle. But I wanted, this is like a, a time when you really felt like you brought your A game. Is there any moments you can think of that you're proud of? You know, in, in terms of revenue, I remember, you know, I was doing, I was doing great. Everything was going well, but then I did a, a bigger ticket online. It was, this was before like online video. It was a, a telesummit, like a multi-day. And I sold that all hundred spots for like 199 bucks. each. It was like almost $20,000 in revenue over like three days. And I was, I was like, holy shit. Like I, I can't, this was, remember I used to, I made at the hospital, I made 26 grand for the entire year. Yeah. And this was 20 grand in a couple of days. And I was just blown away. Um, yeah. And then, you know, doing my first big Ryan Lee boot camp and having, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people from all over the world fly in was just so humbling. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But I, I try not to like get my ego involved. Be like, Oh, I'm the man. <laughs> like even it's funny, even with, with the success I've had, believe me, I've had just as many misses, Yeah, probably more misses. Um, I always try to humble myself and my wife and kids. It's always been about that. It's been about my family and priorities. It's never about 
the money and the, you know, the fancy cars and all the stuff. Like I, I could care less about yeah. that stuff. I'm, I'm a homebody. Almost three years ago, I, I started traveling more and I was speaking at more events and I started, to, I felt myself getting kind of caught up in this and I was staying mm-hmm. out late till two, three in the morning with the guys and drinking and just like, Oh man. And I just, I'm like, I had enough. And since then I just, I have not been to any of those events at all in like almost three years. Yeah. And even the past three days, like my kids had vacation and like for three nights in a row, it was, we called like family movie night. We'd, oh, we'd in the couch together under the blankets in our pajamas and just watch like TV and movie. And it was, I was in heaven. If I could just stay home all day, you know, go out for an hour or two, go to Starbucks. I, I like to work for Starbucks. I, I'm good. I mean, I, it, none, none of that stuff gets me. I, I, I don't really care. Uh, so no, that's that's awesome. You're in the right job. You're in control of your own your own day and internet marketing and being able to like literally like this. You're on the computer at home. It's it's absolutely brilliant. You can talk to your clients. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, definitely. And I love, but I love the Starbucks. I know a lot of people on my list know me as like the Starbucks guy because I find that's where I'm most productive. When yeah. I go to Starbucks in the morning, I, I'll get there. I I try to leave early before all the kids wake up and then I have to get sucked into giving them all bath and showers. Exactly, I try and do the same because yeah. otherwise, like you say, you're in heaven you, and you can't, it's hard to leave. And once they're awake and stuff, it's just, just trying to get out the door early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's my wife actually said, look, just go in the morning. It's actually easier because otherwise I kind of get in the way. So I, I, I go to Starbucks and this is an important, you know, tactical thing is I work on the things that are going to produce, uh, have the most impact. You called it, I believe you called it leverage. We call it leverage, but that's fine. You know, <laughs> So working on things that's going to give me the most leverage and the most income and, and focusing on that for like a good two hours in the morning in Starbucks, I have my headset on, listen to a little music, you know, have a drink. And, and that's really where I make most of my income. And the rest of the day is, you know, coaching calls, things like this, like interviews. I see a movie like once a week by myself, like a crazy person, you know, massages. So just that, but, but when you focus on that most important thing, thing that's going to make you the most revenue, that's going to generate the most income, that's going to have the most impact on your business, and you do that for a couple of hours, you know, maybe you, you work in the morning, so maybe yours is at night, but whatever it is, you focus on that and you don't get distracted, you will not believe your results. You can get more done in like two hours than most people get in, in days. Um, especially if, you're, if no one's bothering you, if you're not answering emails, because every time you do that, you get kind of thrown off and you, if you answer email all day and that's the first thing you do, you're playing defense, right? And, and we talk about, you know, alpha, like we're, we're an offensive mind. I'm offensive mind. Uh, I know it, you know, more money can cure a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> so like- that's my, my got my job. My goal is to generate as much money and revenue as possible. Now doing it obviously ethically, legally doing like doing it with good stuff. So doing it the right way, but money can fix a lot of those, uh, those issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like you mentioned about the email there. I mean, that just reminded me from years back, again, it's another one of these tactics where I think you just said like, check, don't check your email to like three PM, three PM in the afternoon each day, whatever it is, people can wait till that specific time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> they can handle it. Okay. Well, we're going to mix it up a little bit here. We're going to find out a little bit more about you. We've got some insights uh, that you definitely like to be tucked up on the sofa watching your movie night, but just going to give you some 50, 50 options. And we'll see where you lie on these and find out a little bit more about you. Okay. Sounds good. Beer or wine? Um, beer. Home cooked or dinner out? Mm. Home cooked. Okay. San Francisco or New York? New York. 
<laughs> I wasn't sure. I assumed it'd be that, but you know, sometimes we're like, ah, it's, it's, it's my hometown. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. I can't, I can't pick anything over New York. <laughs> okay, cool. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Okay. Cinema or DVD? Cinema. Okay, I thought that'd be that one as well. Yeah. And my most important question, obviously. Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Ooh. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> that is the- that's a, that's a, t- that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, Today. I might have to go. I, I, you know what? I, I, I gotta go Stallone just, just because of first blood. <laughs> one of the greatest movies ever made. And I love, I like cliffhanger and you know, Stallone has yeah. a little bit more of a range. Schwarzenegger's fun. Uh, but you know, I, I gotta go. No, I'll, I'll give it to you. He does have more of a range. Schwarzenegger, yeah. like, like you said, Schwarzenegger's found his strength and he runs with it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it is his movies are what they are. Yeah, uh, I love them. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to go on to the complete blank around here. Again, you just fill in the blanks, finish my sentence, and we'll find out a bit more about you. If okay. I was ever to visit New Canaan, I should. Um. If I if you were to visit New Canaan, you should uh, meet me at Starbucks. <laughs> I remember you, I remember you told me a story as well, like years ago, that you started to move around because you were worried because obviously you put out that you go into Starbucks in this area every time, like every day. That yeah, <laughs> was I know, I, and I do, I, I I do change around, and if I have a day where I'm going to work, you know, yeah. I, I'll go because I'm not going to sit in one place for six hours so no. I, I usually never spend more than two hours but if i have a day where i just want to do a lot of writing and creative stuff i'll go to starbucks in in like new canaan in the morning then i'll drive over to stanford which is 10 minutes away i'll go to a different starbucks there then i'll go to a different so i'll sometimes i'll go to two or three coffee shops in a day <laughs> yep be buzzing because i started i started uh, getting very regular with one specific one and then it's almost like uh it's good to you know be, be social but, but sometimes when you really need to get some work done it's almost like a lot of people know you and then they want to come and have a chat which is also it's quality but again sometimes you really you come there to get yeah, it. <laughs> yeah exactly okay your best friend would describe you as caring okay you upset people by being so brutally honest hey it's tough love it's all good yep <laughs> your favorite movie of all time is Shawshank Redemption oh Got to yeah. be Shawshank. And by the way, t- uh, two weeks ago, my wife and I had dinner, and, who's, and, and the tables are really close to us. Who sits right next to me, like one inch from me? Tim Robbins. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't want to bother him during dinner, but it was pretty cool seeing Tim Robbins there. That is very cool. E- even where I go to Starbucks, like I see Harry Connick Jr. a few times a week. Paul Simon comes in. Um, cool. Br- yeah, I see Bruce Willis now. So it's, it's kind of cool. I, I don't, I mean, what am I going to do? Yeah. Bugs really? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> awesome. Right. This is our Yoda question. And this, I'll be really interested in this as well, because around the time when you were sort of getting into this business, you mentioned a few names, but mm-hmm. who helped awaken your alpha? On, on a personal note. Yeah. He's obviously not well known, but my dad, yeah. I mean, my, my, my dad just always gave me the confidence. Um, and 
he was always, he ran his own business for year for 20, 30 years. And it was a yarn store, you know, needlepoint, needlecare. And I saw how he was with the customers and he was so friendly and everyone just likes him. Um, so I just modeled myself after that and, and seeing that, Hey, I could run a business like this by being nice to people. So that was one. And then, you know, on the complete opposite end, yeah. it's funny cause he's, my dad's kind of one end on the opposite end is someone who's like, just no BS. This is marketing. This is how you make money. No bullshit is Dan Kennedy. Yeah. So it's like two, you know, and his, <laughs> so I, I try to, <laughs> yeah, I try to find the balance because, yeah. you, you know, you don't want to end up like some of these guys either. Who, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're, they're probably two ends of the spectrum. That's a good answer. We're going to go on to the alpha round and this is where we're going to get you sort of alpha tools, tricks and resources. And we'd like to start that off with a particular book recommendation, maybe specifically, we haven't talked about it much, but I'd like to, before we go about, you know, continuity and recurring revenue if there's any books that spring to mind i have a, as i mentioned before i have a great one on my um shelf um, passion to profits by some guy <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, is there any that spring to mind yeah so in, in terms of like a like a just a really good business book that talks about that kind of melds everything from direct response to publishing uh it it's called ready fire aim by okay. michael masterson I, I just thought that was a brilliant book at least for the stuff i'm doing I, I thought it was really good there's no real there is going to be a book about recurring revenue coming out soon by by john warlow who wrote uh built to sell okay. it, it, it's called something called like repeat customer something of that nature yeah. depending on what people listen to so i think that's going to be like a core mass market book for it you know there, there's a lot of guys who come out with eh, here's a 20 dollar product how to create you know, fifty dollars, fifty thousand a month in recurring revenue and memberships, and they have one membership site, and the membership site is how to create membership sites. So it's like, you know, it's yeah. just a bunch of crap. <laughs> I want to mention you've got a book coming out as well, though. We definitely want to get in here. Mention it's uh, it's not published yet. You've got a new book coming out. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been working on it. I put it on the shelf for a little while. I did release a new digital uh, publication, digital magazine called Start Magazine. Yes, uh, and that's free. And. Uh, and, that, and that's kicking some butt. So that's like a daily publication where every day you, I, I speak to, you know, lots and lots of entrepreneurs and I give everyone one big aha from mm -hmm. that person. Cool. We're talking about one big takeaway then when it comes to, you know, continuity and we mentioned there, what, what would you say would want a key bit of advice for anyone who's listening to this and is thinking, Oh yeah, well that's, that's brilliant. Like obviously you want to have recurring revenue, but there is a bit of a science to it. Is there anything, any key you can have a, approach it from key mistakes people make or things they should do? I think a, a few mistakes are not, not niching it down enough, mm. you know, making it a little too general. Cause with, if it's going to be continuity, it's going to be recurring revenue. It's gotta be, it's gotta be very specific and speak to a specific person in a specific market with a specific issue. I think that's when you can have your best chance of success. Another mistake are people price it too low. They mm. think, well, you know, everyone's pricing theirs at $30 a month. If I make mine just, you know, $10 a month, then I'm going to get 10 times as many members. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, and, and another thing is it's much easier to sell a continuity program, AKA recurring revenue program on the back end after you've already either made a sale on the front or at least yeah. have them on the list and establish a relationship. It's difficult to sell them into a recurring revenue if they've never heard of you before. Yeah, definitely. Some good advice. Do you have a particular um, resource that you could share with us? For project management, we use Basecamp. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. We, I'm also a big fan of uh, Google, Google Drive like in, and sharing those docs and mm -hmm. sharing simple Word documents and spreadsheets. Just really, really simple. Um, I've been using also 
this uh, program called Gumroad, G-U-M-R-O-A-D, to sell products pretty quickly. It'll, I mean, it's, you can get a, pro a digital product up and running in like minutes. Whoa, Gumroad, I've never heard of that. That's, uh, oh, yeah. There, see, there's, there's, there's a nugget, everyone, definitely. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, brilliant. Um, what are some of the best advice you've ever received over your career in life? Is there anything spring to mind? It was really about trust. Um, and if you want to be a leader, if you want to be a leader, like with your own employees or with, with your subscribers or customers or clients, whoever, like people, you have to have integrity. People have to trust you. And yeah. that is really lacking, at least in the, in the online marketing landscape. Everyone's so aggressive and so hypey and they're trying to just make that quick sale and then upselling it to 10 things. And they're not building any trust and they're thinking short term. Uh, I mean, there's so many people who are considered quote unquote gurus that have completely disappeared because they just, they don't build any trust. So you've got to let people, you've got to build trust. And even if you have a team, uh, uh, people working for, even if they're virtual assistants, they have to get behind you. They have to get behind mm -hmm. your mission. It's never just about the money. It's about doing something for a cause. So uh, yeah. No, that's really good advice. I mean, like you say, even taking it down to the virtual assistants, I think that's, that's uh, really, again, for entrepreneurs who are maybe taking on one virtual assistant or a couple, I think that's really important because obviously you're not going to be there checking what they're up to and stuff. And at the end of the day, if they, they don't believe in you or haven't got your back or don't have some kind of relationship, you, you're never going to get a whole lot done or it's never going to be as efficient or productive as it could be. Absolutely. This is our wake-up question. We're getting to the end now. So <laughs> wake up tomorrow. And you had to start again with a clean slate, but you knew everything you did now, but you know, you literally had 500 bucks. What would you do in that first day? What would be a priority? You know, I know we said social media is not too important for your current business, but you had no email list. You literally had, you know, 20 friends on Facebook. If you had a Facebook account, um, what would be sort of some of your priorities in that first day in that first week? The, the only thing I would do is build some type of landing page, uh, an opt-in page to get email addresses yeah. and, I would spend the $500 on, on ads getting people to that page. That would be it. Whether, the, whether it would be Facebook ads or Google. Facebook ads would probably be the easiest and simplest. And yeah. that would be it. That, that's exactly what I would do. Perfect. I like, I like the clarity and simplicity. Because so, I'm oh, sure there are, there, there are a lot of people in that situation. So, <laughs> yeah, good place to start. Who do you recommend I should interview next or very soon on Awaken Your Alpha? We usually look for a couple of recommendations. You know, John Lee Dumas, I don't know if you interviewed him already. Um, he's agreed, but I am, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to reschedule, actually. Yeah, but no, he's absolutely, again, the inspiration um, for this podcast. Yeah, as well. yeah he's a great guy. Uh, Lewis Howes is good. Yeah, I'm after him. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, I saw him, actually, the first time I saw him speak was at, um, I think it was at your Continuity Summit. Oh, continu yeah, I'm actually seeing Lewis. He's in town. I'm actually going to see him on Friday. We're going to go have oh, lunch in the city. Right. And then uh, David Seitman Garland is another great guy. Oh, rise to the top, yeah? Yeah. Um, oh, an another good guy is uh, Jonathan Fields. Jonathan Fields. I haven't yeah. heard of him. Oh, he's what just he one of the he's, – he's amazing. He's an amazing, brilliant entrepreneur. He's also a guy based in New York. Look oh. him up, Jonathan Fields. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much. Um, and what's the best way people can connect you if they want to find out more about all you get up to? Um, is, what's the best way? Yeah. Uh, RyanLee.com. Go on there um, on the sign up for my free newsletter. And then also at startmagazine.com. Those are probably the two best ways. Perfect. And again, if anyone's listening, they sense in a theme, it's success simplified. That's what I like. Yes. 
ways to get hold of you and things like that is very clear and simple. So That's it. I know you had no expectations or worries about this, but what is the one question you thought I might ask or you wished to ask and you think I've missed a trick here? Is there any questions that spring to mind? Um, we, you touched on a lot of great stuff. I mean, uh, my favorite question was Stallone or Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I mean, See, I, we could have we went deeper there. We could have oh, done man. more actors. We can go as deep as you want about Stallone and Schwarzenegger. But <laughs> <laughs> man, this is I love perfect like for this show because that is my favorite question. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, some people, yeah. Some uh, people are a bit like, why is that in there? But never mind. <laughs> yeah. No, the, I mean, you, you hit it, I, especially the whole – I mean, I always get that question kind of, you know, if you were going to start over, what would yeah. you do? Yeah. You know, the question on that, we talked about some of the mistakes people make. I read recently, you know, you've, you've recently turned 42 and you put some of 42 of your sort of – key mistakes that others can avoid but what is one of the mistakes that really stands out for you where everything just went a bit wrong <laughs> um <laughs> you know there, there was one thing i could think of that was just a, a monumental failure and, and i wait i i ignored my own instinct my instincts always you know get it out there get it fast test it yeah. see if it works and then go from there and i spent months and months had this team building this really expensive software i don't even know how much money i spent a 75 100 whatever the hell it was and i put it out there and i'm like oh it's gonna be great and it just absolutely tanked like just bombed and it's because people didn't want it and yeah. i didn't listen. I, I was arrogant i thought i knew what people wanted and i didn't and i i went against my instinct and i should have just tested it out first yeah. um, and i just it's popped to mind actually we mentioned it at the start how many times do you think you've been interviewed in a situation like this oh I, you know <laughs> i'm not trying to depress you you know i i no, it's, it's, you know what, look, I am blessed. I, I'm, yeah. Anytime I'm able to come on and share uh, yeah. and reach more people, it's, it's a blessing. So it's definitely in the hundreds. It has to be. I, I, it's funny. I did a webinar the other night yeah. and the guy's like, oh, you know, you're going to, you know, here's a bonus I'm going to give out. And R Ryan, you were one of the guys on this product. I'm like, I am? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I interviewed you six years ago. I'm like, I said, I have no idea. I had, I literally, and I was thinking. And a lot of times I could, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember that. I still, to this day, have, I, he's telling the truth, but I have, I have zero recollection of it. I mean, and for me to sit and do like a one hour interview and not even remember it at all, you know I've done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this will stick in the mind for at least a week or so. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be out within the week, it'll be out Friday. So I'll never forget you, Adam. <laughs> when I first came over to your, um, it was well, it was the Riley boot camp. I remember I, 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 I run up on stage for something and I got rugby tackled. I got taken out by a oh, some guy. I do remember <laughs> that. It, um, you like hurt yourself. Who was it? Was it? It wasn't Zach, was it? No, no, but yeah. No. <laughs> oh yeah, it was you guys r running up to like get something. I was literally, yeah, I had a, like, a fast walk or something. I was coming up and uh, yeah, this guy just like took me out. Sideswiped you. <laughs> we had a lot of fun at those events. Yeah, good, good times. Thank you so much, Ryan, and um, you got yeah, it, Adam. A pleasure. My pleasure. Have a good one. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. If you want to improve your confidence, lead your life in 2015, make changes that you want a serious bit of accountability and some structure and actionable steps in how to build the best body you can, take control of your mental state, and really achieve whatever it is you truly desire contact me adam lewis walker through facebook adam lewis walker awaken your alpha on there thank you so much for listening to this podcast and i will speak to you very soon the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless